0: Welcome to the Kill
1: Your Internet Podcast. Get, get, get All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 64 of the Kill Your Internet Podcast presented by High Brew Coffee. With you as always is your boy, Colin. To my left, remotely, is the Lord, Mr. Roast Malone. Roasty boy, what's good? Remote Malone. Remote Malone. <laughs> oh, and me. the reason why we're well. we remote is uh, Corona boy down here, Mr. Ken Bianco. Kenny, how the symptoms coming, buddy?
0: Still no symptoms. Got what, two, three more days? Two more days, I think.
2: Yeah, Uh, dude, leftover Thanksgiving dinners is the cure. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Dude,
1: nothing but. It's also the
2: best leftover meal of all time
1: fact, Turkey sandwich day for the entire week, except I ate all the turkey in this, in Friday, so I have no tur- <laughs> no turkey, <laughs> no turkey
2: sandwiches. For I year. had I had no, like not not a big bird this year, <laughs>
1: dude. Uh, Dana Dana's mom gave me an entire loaf of potato bread, and now all that's left is the two nubs. It's just the two nubs on the end <laughs> of the loaf. <loaves. laughs> uh, dude, sometimes you just got to man up. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm about to do a double nub sandwich tomorrow. Bro.
3: <laughs> Ooh, nubs. Double nubs, double dub.
1: Uh, it's funny. I was I was talking to uh to our producer Eric Bogat. He was just on the podcast earlier this week We are at the studio before this And uh, he was saying like, how's Ken? And I was like, he's totally fine He's asymptomatic And he should be out on Saturday And he's like, oh, that's good You guys are going like, to get in the studio next week And I was like, yeah, definitely I was like, I'm not in a rush To like, I don't know Let Ken spit in my mouth or anything like that But sure, I'll be around him I don't <laughs> mind <laughs>
2: uh so yeah, don't at, sneeze on me
0: yeah just don't Ooh. sneeze on me oh. uh, so what's the point of even going that's like the I old american flag you're
2: like don't sneeze on me <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't tread on me don't sneeze on me
1: that's the 2020 version uh so as yeah. i said we're gonna start every episode now with the situation to let you know whether or not you're in the right place if you're a musician listening to this podcast so today's situation if you have ever received an email from a booking agent asking them to explain yourself for previous draw at said venue then you were in the right place. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Don't say the name uh, of the yeah. venue because I definitely don't nope. want to shit on an don't Indian mention names. right now. Yeah. Uh, there's to be a- fair,
2: this man could have just ha- been having a bad day. <laughs> don't
1: care. But no, don't I care.
2: still, yeah, this is still like far from forgivable. There's a forgivable. certain venue that
1: we play at in New York that one time we, we drew very, very well because we bust up a busload of people from Philadelphia and absolutely packed the place. And the second time we played it, uh, we were there for a, not um, our
0: show, not our not show. Our show it
1: was a, it was a showcase. Uh, we were up there for a PR meeting with a PR firm that was absolutely pointless. Uh, and it was during a Legionnaires disease breakout and we wound up playing this venue and there was like nobody there. And we were like the first band oh, of like dude. seven. And, uh, I then was scheduling another tour like a year later. And the ma- I emailed the guy and was like, Hey, we'd love to like come back and play again. He emailed me back the exact phrase. Hmm. Well, it seems like you did really well one time when you were here. And then the second time you did this number, care to explain yourself to which I went into the band group chat and said, you guys care if I flame this asshole and you guys were all like, nah, get him!" And I sent him back a very scathing email to which he then responded, oh, cool. So when do you want to play? And I said, nah, we're good, man. (laughs) So if anybody's ever had to book their own tours and and they got an email response like that, you're in the right place.
0: And I also left my wallet at that venue. So I guess last last on me because- they got probably fifteen bucks richer off the Dude. stuff in my
1: wallet. <laughs> yeah. They fucked Ken's credit Couple up. They just ran like, <laughs> they just, yeah. somebody just ran off Ken's credit card.
0: Ken's like, I didn't do any of this. Now I'm just Dude. riding the bike. Can't buy a car.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I sweat a lot normally. Dude, I that
0: walk. Oh, that was, was terrible.
2: Dude, Fox was like dude did it rain and he was dead serious <laughs> like he wasn't even like damn i was really sweaty like i'll be like did it rain to be funny he was like yeah did it rain
1: <laughs> no just dude i got off stage that day and we had a friend there and i got off the stage and i gave her a hug and my no. shirt you ever like jumped dude. you ever like jumped in a pool with your shirt on and got pushed in the pool or something like that yeah it sticks and, to your body it sticks yeah. your body then when i hugged her it made that that wet slap yeah, sound like when like you pulled shirt. away like oh it stuck my to her God, shirt it was disgusting. <laughs>
0: you were that one guy in pick up hoops when like you go going to back of dude. Down and like their arm gets
2: underneath your like oh. and it's just oh dude hundred percent. Yeah, it's like a I, long, dude, that's why I, dude, I was dominant in the low post. I'll put you that. Way. <laughs> it was
1: like the movie Along Came Polly. It's, like, it's like the movie <laughs> Double Along Double. Came Polly when yeah. uh, Ben Stiller and Philip Seymour Hoffman are playing those guys and pick up and he's like a germaphobe and he like his face slaps against the guy's hairy belly and just like <laughs> just see the sweat come off. Yeah, so uh that's that our story. Awesome. That's our story for today. Uh, Before we get into any segments, I just wanted to say something. I was thinking about this when I was driving her from the studio and uh, Eric had a family thing today. Ken's got Corona. I've done one of these episodes plus songwriting plus all this shit this week. And part of me was like, are we going to get this done tonight? Are we going to get this podcast done tonight? And then it just like we did it like we always do. We get shit done. And I just want to say like I appreciate consistency. And you guys, along with me, the rest of the band, everybody involved has been super consistent in doing this. And I think that is such a fucking great trait to have in this field that we are. So I just want to say consistency is king, dude.
2: You're welcome. I'm in this for me too. I'll be
1: right back in (laughs) one second. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Eric's got to go run and do something, but yeah, Ken, no, I I just think like, I don't think enough bands understand the need for consistency and it's the hardest thing to do because most of these deadlines that artists set are so Self put forward, like things that could slide and wind up taking months, or you can just do it
0: now. Well, and, and that's I think the part people need to treat it like a job. It's not, yes. and like when you say that, it doesn't mean it can't be fun. It can still be fun what you always do, but set deadlines, be there, put yes. the work in. Yeah, like
1: that. I think most most bands don't. You always talk to your friends who are in bands and they're like, ah well fucking drummer's slacking off. He's not showing up to things. It's like, yeah, you know, we were getting this done and then all of a sudden we're not anymore. And it's like they just want to fizzling out. We've never been that band. We always meet deadlines. We always get shit done. And it's the thing, like I look back, literally since like May, it's been two episodes a week every single week. We have not the only one we didn't have two episodes was Thanksgiving because we we took Thanksgiving holiday, yeah. Yeah, holiday and you had Corona. So it was kinda like all right, let's <laughs> yeah. get let him get feedback under him. But <laughs> it's consistency and patience, man. That's my biggest thing. I want to like give to artists and say like, yo, if you can, if you can be consistent and patient, which are the two hardest things to do in this industry, because everybody wants everything given to them right away. If you can be consistent and patient, you'll get to where you want to go. Also be talented and fucking work. Talented
0: play good shows, record songs. No, yeah, it's always, oper- if you can
1: f- work yourself into a consistent way and always keep pushing your, everybody always says successful people just keep coming back to the Mac, keep coming back to the Mac, keep getting beat up. And then one day it just works. And I'm not saying I can't say what I'm talking about here, but, Consistency and patience, baby. Consistency and patience, Eric. Up, we're talking about consistency and patience. You should totally
2: put what just happened in the video. like hit my elbow. Oh then, like, yeah, absolutely. Was... <laughs> I will. Don't worry about it.
1: What were you saying? I was talking about consistency and patience. It's the two things I preach to artists that are trying to do this. And it's one thing I think we've gotten better at. We're ne- not necessarily consistency because we've always been consistent, but consistency and patience are a recipe for success, in my opinion, in this industry specifically. Yeah,
2: dude. It only takes one.
1: Dude, your your your
2: bio on yeah. your
1: Instagram is literally patient. Like that is like literally yeah,
2: patient wolf, bro. Patient wolf, man. We're, we're patient wolf back. Like, how you gotta be.
1: As you two know, there is nobody who is less patient than me. I'm the least patient human being on earth. I was
2: gonna say, speaking that patience you're talking about, like that developed is definitely you, Holmes. Yeah, I know. 100%, <laughs> I'm talking about
1: myself in the third person, but um so, you know, we talk a lot about process on this episode, and uh, we welcomed on uh, Jig from the band Zig mentality. Straight out of Canada, uh, I found them through a band that I love called Cleopatra, who are friends of theirs. Uh, they're all part of a group in Canada called the New Rock Mafia that are bands that are working their ass off, putting out really, really cool, fucking authentic rock and roll up there in Canada. But uh, th- I found them through a tweet that, that went, got kind of big this past week that uh, I found it and it literally said... Our label dropped us and stole our masters, but we used their money to build our own studio. and We can do whatever the fuck we want. Do it yourself for life. And I, I instantly hit him up. And I was like, yeah, you got to come on and talk about this. And he was like, say no more. And that's exactly what happened. So we talked, to, we talked to Zig Mentality today. I'm really excited for everybody to hear that interview. It's a good one. It's a long one, but very in-depth. And if you're an artist trying to do this, listen to that fucking interview and you'll get a big boost of what's going on right now. Uh, let's go into the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet. Uh, I got like four today, and one just broke before we came on. Of course, we're getting into sports real quick, but uh, Washington yeah. Wizards and the Houston Rockets trade. Russell Westbrook for John Wall in a first round. The, the, the thing I texted in the group was why? Why did this trade happen?
2: Yeah, uh, I don't know too much about Washington right now. Uh, Washington
1: is a fucking dumpster fire because dude, they have Houston two superstars. Well, I
2: mean, first round picks. Like,
1: the thing is, though, you got to look at it this way. Russell oh, wait, Westbrook's, now I'm thinking about KC. Okay, okay, it's a different yeah. Russell Westbrook team, but Russell Westbrook last year had one of the best years of his career, and this is from a guy that averages a triple-double. And he, he put up 27 points a game last year playing with fucking James Harden. I don't understand the thought process between needing to trade for a guy who hasn't played in the NBA in, like, two and a half years.
0: I like the NBA is so trade-happy. Like, it Like, trades just happen because we need a trade. Like, it I, just I, goes I, like right. that. I, I don't get
1: yeah. it like the Russ and Westbrook thing didn't go horribly wrong. They both had fucking great years, but you built your team on small ball and that's the way you went. I guess John Wall might shoot a little bit better, but you don't know what you're getting in. John Wall. John
0: Wall's been out of the league since like 2018. Injury prone. Isn't is Demarcus Cousins on the Rockets?
1: Yeah. De, no, no, yeah, Demarcus yeah. Cousins, yeah, Demarcus Cousins is on the Rockets. I like that move by the Kentucky way. Wildcat, yeah. Um reunion.
0: Yeah, there. Good player.
1: Seriously, man. But I, I I don't know. Like I love Russ. I have a big thing for Russ why he keeps getting moved around is beyond me because he's a fucking hall of famer he's averaged a triple-double twice in his career he averaged 27 last year I don't know why that was the piece where you were like get out of here like you bring in because Robert- he looks like
2: Littlefoot <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> i've actually seen that meme before it's pretty accurate but yeah. i don't know this league man i don't know i think it's just
0: the nba is the league where you need results instantly if it doesn't work in a couple of years they're going to trade you no matter how much you got paid no matter what your contract is and they'll try to make something else work
2: but why do they yeah, just that's keep what running? i mean i feel like contract sizes matter less because like
1: everybody's getting paid 250 million dollars like, of your i don't know if it's store. a term
2: thing maybe with this, with this trade, this, like they this basically con- paid a 1st round pick for the shorter-term deal or something. Well, it's just
1: like how many times can you keep bringing in superstars to play along with Harden? Uh, like they had Chris Paul. Chris Paul didn't work out, so they traded Chris Paul. They bring in Westbrook. Westbrook didn't work out, apparently. Now they're going to bring in John Wall. Maybe it's not another guard that you need. Maybe you need somebody to play three or four.
0: Listen, if James Harden retires without a ring and he was always a guy that had talent around him that didn't win, he should not get into the Hall of Fame. Wow. Hot I take. don't care how good your stats are. If you're that guy and you have all this talent around your whole career and you still can't get it done, that's a you problem, and I don't think you should go in the Hall of Fame. Who's
1: the most talented guy to never get a ring and have people around him? Matt, mm. Carl Malone.
2: I
0: don't Probably. Know about basketball like that. Paul Lones,
1: the second leading scorer of all time, had John Stockton on his team and never wanted it, Well, then again, he had to go through Michael Jordan. So Jordan, it's kind of like yeah. yeah. They those those series were great, but I don't know. I, the trade makes no fucking sense to me. And I I thought I'd bring it up because it's blowing up the fucking internet right now. Interesting fact, though, Russell Westbrook goes to Washington, where his old coach, Scott Brooks, is the coach from OKC. Oh, uh, so word. We'll see how that works out, but it just fucking nba man never stops uh second thing i got on here did you guys see the memes after uh the logan paul and nate robinson fight on uh, because they had the the big mike tyson roy jones jr uh like pay-per-view charity and the undercard was logan paul who's the guy from youtube he's like one of the paul brothers He's a big deal on youtube and uh nate robinson sorry go
2: ahead i'm sorry
1: nate robinson the former slam dunk champion uh, former Nick. He's played for a bunch of teams in the NBA. Yeah. And uh, they had a match. And it was like a minute in. And and, and Jake Paul just absolutely fucking launched Nate Robinson to a different stratosphere. And he's just face down on the mat. And there's been a million memes of like... like he, They photoshopped him into The Lion King. Like he's Mufasa. And they had like <laughs> trying to tip him over. Dude, unbelievable meme. Because uh, first off, I don't give a fuck about Logan Paul or oh, any of that so shit. But dude, what a fucking knockout. The reason I brought this up though is because now... That dude, Logan Paul, went on a bunch of podcasts and said he wants to fight Conor McGregor. That's a bad idea. It's going to uh-huh. make a lot of money if it happens, and McGregor's that type of dude who would do that, but holy shit. Could you imagine Conor McGregor getting in there with someone who like, really doesn't know what they're doing?
2: There's no way he would do that.
1: If you paid Conor McGregor like $50 million, he'll do it. He has anything.
2: nothing to gain, everything to lose.
1: Money. $50 million. <laughs> $50 million, Yeah. What it, I mean? I
2: guess, but I feel like he's paid enough to where he's not going to risk his reputation against his dude. dude like. They're
1: fighters. You could say something about Floyd. is he a fighter though? Logan Paul.
2: The bull who knocked out. He's Nate had Robinson. like other.
1: He's fought like other YouTubers and shit, but he's never fought like a real fighter. My thing yeah, is. Yeah, that's the-
2: what I'm saying, bro. This dude is not a pro fighter. Like, he'll get okay, knocked you, out you by could Conor also McGregor. Say, though,
1: and- well, I mean, the greatest fighter of all like our time is Floyd Mayweather. What did he have to gain from beating Conor McGregor? Nothing. If he lost, he's but a no, life. but for like forever.
2: But this dude is like. We're talking about like some dude who's fought other YouTubers. <laughs> Versus <laughs> and, the short, dude, and the shortest guy in the nba <laughs> no against conor mcgregor i'm saying
1: <laughs> no i know i, I get what you're like, saying but money talks bro. like i just can't oh money did talks, you see
0: bro. real quick the steph curry yeah. tweet to nate robinson when he no. was like yeah nate robinson like hold it down tonight nate robinson put like thanks bro gonna shock the world and then a minute after he got laid out <laughs> steph responded with I see no lies. <laughs> <'Cause>
1: like... oh. <laughs> Dude, I saw another one and uh, cause Nate Robinson had, nice like Nate Robinson had like been like hyping this up is like I'm about to go in here and like represent the entire NBA and everybody who's ever played and then uh Like, he got knocked out, and, like, some I forget who it was. Some NBA player was like, dog, that's not how you do it. (laughs) He's like, you're not representing me. So, I thought I'd bring bring that up. And I got one more thing for the wildest shit, and this is a positive thing. This is not a joke at all. The Forbes 30 for 30 list came out uh, last week. A lot of people from music were on it, and two of our friends were on it. Yeah. (laughs) Will Toms and Dave Silver from Rec Philly made the 30 for 30 list.
0: Yeah, like, I'm,
1: is
2: that a
0: huge deal?
1: The 30 under 30 list are like the 30 people under 30 in the industry. Like to look out for, yeah. To look like out in for. their
0: f- respective fields. And right, everything. right, right.
1: And so Will Tom and fucking Dave Silver from Recfilly, Philly, our fucking yeah. boys, made dude, it. Go. I want to give a big shout out to them. Uh yeah. Rec Philly has been great to us. We've yeah. done a lot with Rec Philly. We, dude, we yeah, played dude. their opening. We've done all... We're just, they're family to us. And to see those guys fucking get the recognition they deserve, shouts the fuck out. So that's the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet, We're capped off with something good for once. Uh, let's go into what the fuck we've been listening to. I'll start, then Eric, then Ken. Uh, this week was the week where all of the Spotify rap uh, <laughs> list came out. Like your personalized, like what you've been listening to over the year came out. And uh, my number three artist, And I think my like number three stream song was Mac Miller off of his posthumous album circles. And uh, I picked the song every day. Shouts out to Mac. And there was a, he was trending on Twitter today because so many people were like reminiscing about the fact that he was, they were on the list and he's been gone for two years now. Fucking shouts out to Mac circles was great. I got nothing I'll say about it, man. Every day. Great song. The whole record's great. Shouts out to John Bryan for producing it and just stream that record. Listen to Mac all you can and fucking enjoy it while you got it. E what's your first one?
2: uh my first one is this one john called father figure but i can't say this dude's name toby he's like n-w-i-g like like i've Wiggy. never wait this is, is this, toby? this is the black thought john with royce the five nine i sent you oh ascension. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, black thoughts 5. verse on this shit like i heard like i never really listened to black thought shit other than what you should be, but i like listened to this verse that he did and i was like all right
1: dude um um, I will die on Man. this. You Black Thought is one of the most underrated rappers. Yeah, of all he's time. sick. He's disgusting. He's. Did you dive yeah. into any more Black Thought, or did you just go with? No, that? I just I
2: saw that in like an Instagram video or something. Like it, maybe it's like a, an ad for the single.
1: Oh shit! But uh, yeah, it's fire. Sweet, it's, it's sick, dude. I forgot to tell you this. And this is off topic. You brought up Toby. Uh, you showed me Toby, the R and B, the R and No, it's
2: a different bowl. Like, no, that's... I know,
1: I know that, but this is a different story. Yeah. Um. I was talking to Hero, the band from Atlanta, and I asked them what they were listening to, and they all (laughs) said Toby. So I gave you the shout to be like, yo, my cousin Eric put me on. Oh, shit, let's go. Yeah, man. All right, Ken, what's your first pick?
0: I'm going to go with the most recent Wolf Alice album, which was 2017, I believe. Sweet. Heaven Warden, the opening track. Um, I just, I I love their sound. Me too. almost like a modern grunge with just like straight up rock.
1: Her voice is really cool. Her
0: her voice. I love how she has a great voice that affects, just elevates it. It's not a crutch, but it just makes it so much more beautiful. And sick band. man, Great album, sick band. So,
1: okay. Great pick, man. Uh, My second pick uh, is sleeping lessons by the shins. You guys know how I feel about that fucking song. Uh, first off, just shouts out to the Shins. I uh, just want to get that out there first. They are more than just a soundtrack to Garden State. Go fucking dig into the Shins disc- discography. Sleeping Lessons is something that I was saying. I was in the studio earlier with one of our producers doing pre-production for something that we were doing for a song called Brothers Keeper, and uh, I w- I used that as my example of how I wanted to build the song. And I, th- th- it's so cool. There's so much ethereal shit going on behind his vocals in the beginning, and then the whole band drops in. Sleeping Lessons by the Shin Man. Chins. Jesus. All right. E, <laughs> what's your second pick?
2: For those about to rock by ACDC.
1: Ooh, let's go. That was my screen name dude. when I was a kid. <laughs> my a, my AOL screen name loser. was About the Rock. Oh dude, totally, totally a loser move.
2: Nah, my shit was like some other song name but uh
1: huge dick eric burke 69 420 yeah,
2: <laughs> massive <laughs> wiener guy <laughs> <laughs> um shit i was oh uh for this I'm about to rock dude i like i just saw it on my like i saw the album cover and i was like dude i gotta listen to that song right now i was like doing like 180 down what even, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> nah, not real. Not in your real. In, in, real.
1: in your suv they probably would explode all the wheels would fall off yeah.
2: they just like yeah. explode i wasn't <laughs> a speeding cops but uh <laughs> i uh yeah it, it was like here, it dude. was like so like i was like <sighs> like dude it was just perfectly like, i can't stop <laughs> it was i felt like ricky bobby dude like
1: you had the amazing. cougar in the car Dude, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I always get on ACDC kicks, and it, it's this shit. Their new stuff is actually pretty good, too. The new single that just came out is fucking sick.
0: Oh, yeah. I keep hearing it on um, WMMR. It's just, I It's just, ACDC. Because well, you put it on, you're like, you can know, like four chords it. in, you're like, all right, this is good. This is <laughs> You AC/DC. know what we're going to get, and it's going to be great. I don't know, dude. Rock and roll, Shreyan.
1: Okay, that's trash. I know. How about stiff upper lip? That was fucking awesome. I don't know that, John. I was bound with the stiff. Stiff up a leg.
2: That was really <laughs> good. good Thank you um, That was a very good dude, we, we gotta throw in <laughs> a, uh, I
1: got a good I got a good Brian Johnson impersonation Do like a
2: Hell's Bells or
0: something oh, Hell's
1: Bells Alright, Ken What's your second pick?
0: My <laughs> second pick um, Was also on my Spotify For artists, um, The new Biffy Clyro um, I saw you share that earlier Holy shit That opening song Is um, North of No South Probably my favorite song To come out this year Favorite album, probably. E, you got to take a listen yeah, to i Yeah, I was, just, I was like, actually
2: just... what What's it called?
0: North of... North of No South. It's the first song on their new album. It's just like dynamically, the bass, drums, and guitar are all like bouncing off each other. Yeah. And then it goes like the verses. It's like one line, and then the last word is like a harmony. It's just... I can't go For, st- do it. for three Love dudes
1: it. They make a lot of Fucking noise dude So fucking good A lot of noise I don't think that singer Ever found a shirt either He's always shirtless No He's I'm like... pretty
0: sure Like all three of them most of the time. Yeah no
1: shirt No shoes No socks They're just in like pants They they, just, um, they have
0: Welsh, to like Wear the shit They, they
1: are Yeah they're Scottish they're
0: I think right They're from Irish. the, U- they're from the, from the UK. UK They're somewhere I in think those aisles You can hear the Scottish I think so I
2: think They're Scottish Scott- I think they're Scottish Or Irish but yeah Yeah Scottish um, What's the album's Is the celebration of endings Yep
0: Oh, that's yeah. uh, great album. I highly recommend
1: it, dude Dude, we gotta when Wendy Rollins comes back on, you need to talk about Biffy Biffy Clyro with her because she fucking loves Biffy Clyro.
0: They're they're one of those classic. I don't know what it is. Wolf Alice included. Some bands in the UK are just huge over there. Yep. But for some reason, they never find a way over yeah, there Yeah, I feel the same it's way about Kells.
2: Like Arkells, Arkells like, as well.
0: They're they're like the
1: kings of Canada.
2: Yeah, they're definitely one of the bigger mm-hmm. bands. Like. I, I just don't like it's not that far they
1: do well in clubs in america but they're not selling out stadiums like they are in fucking canada right club. yeah
2: i guess it's just like a i don't know, it's, I don't a,
1: know it's, it's,
2: it's probably just like a marketing thing or like not like anything they're doing wrong or probably just like yeah i mean it's I don't true. Know. like the, the pop shit we see is probably higher budget than canada
1: oh right? probably like, well yeah. i don't know conversion rate loonies and toonies and all that shit you never know bro it could be the same Hey. i've never been to canada so all right that's uh what the I fuck are you listening to uh we're about to go into our interview with zig mentality before we do uh just want to say stick around for the coronavirus survival guy later this is something i thought of today and it's gonna get i don't know if it's gonna get heated but it might uh it's songs that everybody knows that for some reason you just don't give a fuck about like you hear it and you instantly turn the radio off you don't have to i, I don't hate it but you're just like why the fuck does everybody like no that? you hate it just Alright, yeah, we'll get Hot there, brew. But Hey, 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 yeah. Let's get into our sponsors here. Thank you to High Brew Coffee. Ten percent off all online uh, purchases with promo code Foxtrot. Also pick it up at Wawa, like you should, like everybody should. Grab it at Wawa. It's fucking outstanding. Also, shouts at the body armor. Also grab it at Wawa. Thank you for sending us cases and cases of your stuff. We always fucking I drink go it for anyway. one right now. Me too, dude. I'm parched. I fucking yeah. I want a fruit pu- I want a fruit punch, dude. I want a fruit punch body armor really, really, dude, really good. Strawberry great. banana. they had one that
2: was like dude it was like they had one that dude it was like it's probably not it was like some kind of lemonade
1: Ooh, like a flavored
2: lemonade a fruit flavored lemonade that like usually maybe it was like berry lemonade or something i was like i usually don't go for stuff like that but i tried it dude it's
1: the best coconut water it's natural. You're not getting pumped full of sugar like if you're drinking Gatorade. Shouts out to Body Armor. Uh, hey, everybody goes, grab Ridge. it a Wawa. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Gatorade. <laughs> H2O. Uh, all right, so let's head into our interview with Zig Mentality. How you feeling? You feel all right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, your guest for today's Kill Your Internet podcast is a member of a band that I just recently found and fell the fuck in love with. Uh, we got Jake from Zig Mentality. How we doing, buddy? not too bad man thanks for having me on dude no problem i told you before we came on but i recently fell in love with you guys uh from a tweet that a, a band that i follow called Cleopatra retweeted of yours and it was the statement yo we lost our masters to a major label but we use them to build our own studio so we can record whatever the fuck we want diy for life and i want you to know coming from where we come from that is a fucking shared sentiment my friend so i just want to start out by saying i think we might have some kindred spirits here
3: absolutely absolutely i've noticed that it's mainly just after sending that tweet out a bunch of people just started reaching out to us expressing that and we're like oh damn like this is this is the group of people we want to be hanging out with. It uh, makes a lot more sense.
1: Bro, and that's something, too, we're moving forward where we've had a lot of conversations with other bands that we're friends with. And I think, like, the pandemic might have kind of exacerbated this, but mm-hmm. the difference between the working-class musician and then people who are in a position where they're getting fed money by a major label are completely different. And post-pandemic, you're going to see a fucking rebellion right away.
3: Hell, yeah. No, no, I totally agreed. Same thing, like, same thing venue-wise. I mean, like... Oh, yeah. The, the same thing's going to happen because all of the venues are going to be closing or are going to have a tough time reopening. We use your Canadian.
1: Of, you guys are Canadian, right?
3: We are. Yeah. Where
1: are you guys out in Canada?
3: Uh, in Ottawa.
1: No shit. With your, so you're our first Canadians on the podcast. Oh, uh, right what's, on. what's it been like up
3: there? Uh, it's been, well, I mean like in terms of touring it's, and right now it's the winter's starting. So it's like touring is tough in the winter already, but, yeah. uh, there's been it's been pretty much the same as this as the states as far as I'm concerned everything's been pretty locked down and we've been yeah continuing that for a while now so i i read somewhere that like the a good solid majority of our of our uh venues are going to be shutting down and that could be expected across all economies so. everywhere
1: bro i mean in philadelphia cuz we're from philadelphia so uh, yeah. i would say like 3 of my favorite venues that we like came up in are gone Yeah, like fucking heartbreaking but this is just across the industry it's amazing Mm. and I guess I don't know how you feel about this because Canada seems like you guys have had a better handle on helping people um and I don't know Mm. if that's true or not just my impression but yeah yeah. it's it's felt to me and to a lot of our friends in industry like once everything shut down everybody was like all right musicians good luck and that was it it was just like all right well fuck you guys like it's not a real job per se so good luck on everything but I know for a fact that we, along with a lot of our friends as well, have tried to find different ways of doing things, the podcast being one of them. Have you yeah. guys found, like, you've, like, what has it been like for you guys on a creative standpoint? Are you making more music? Or are you making less music?
3: Yeah, well, uh, more music for sure, obviously. I think that's the easy, that's the easy kind of, like, logical conclusion for a musician to end up at, in a time like this. Yeah. So, we've been doing tons of new music, but, one of the things that we've been really looking at is like um how can you create uh more exciting ways to deliver your music to people without the ability to play live for them because so weird dude that whole physical that whole physical aspect is going to be uh we're going to be deprived of it for a while and i mean i'm i'm predicting that people are going to be good at adapting to that because as people always are we're like the best at adapting so we are so we're gonna find a way to adapt to that, and I've just been like wondering like what are those ways, and that's been a lot of, like some of the things that we've been thinking about a lot. And uh, one of them is obviously the whole live stream thing, but it just have feels- you guys done that? Yeah, yeah, we we do uh, quite a bit of live streaming. We used to do, and uh, when when the pandemic first started, we did like a shit ton of yeah. streams because uh, we have a setup that allows us to create an in- entire mix and process it. See, that's the important thing because.
1: There was nothing, like, I never wanted to do, like, straight an iPhone, go IG Live, and, like, we're a seven-piece band. What the fuck am I going to do with that? It's brutal. Totally brutal. Yeah. We had, like, two experiences where um, we had, like, a four-camera setup, and we did it from a venue, and it was fucking awesome. But we also, yeah. we were lucky enough, we, we sold out the film war in Philly right before quarantine started. We were touring right before, we actually were touring during, like, it got shut down while we were on the road. Yeah. Uh, but one of our cameramen, dm me like a week ago and was like yo uh i filmed the whole film war show and i got the audio from the board so i just put together a movie of the whole show so i was like all right well this is something that fucking tied us through all i know is i miss it i gutturally miss being able to fucking go out and touch people and i've seen some videos of you guys live you are a live fucking band
3: definitely yeah no no i, I yeah that's that's why it's been especially hard to create content that can kind of like regenerate that experience for somebody minus the, the physical interaction, which like we kind of have to accept is, is not gonna be a part of it for a while. So to us, it's been about like, well, max. we wanna maximize the, the quality of audio every step of the way that we possibly can, because that's your product. Yeah. That's, what, uh, that's, what people are, that's what people wanna hear from you. So, uh, and if the only way they can interact with your band is through the internet, then you wanna make sure that you're s- supplying really good sounding audio yeah, quality so shit
1: i absolutely. mean when quarantine started you know, every five minutes there was another like ig live alert like this person's going live and absolutely. By, by like a month in i was like i don't care anymore like this is all, yeah. bu- like this is all bullshit we're all trying our best but like i can't i can't do this yeah uh, and i think too like the one thing I, I i i said right off the top like i appreciate is is you guys seem to be celebrating your independence like, and I yeah. mean, we, we've been in a similar situation to you guys and I, I don't know exactly what your situation is, but regaining that control, I feel like the independence and the control that we do have right now is one positive of the situation that we're in. Cause I know a lot of bands that I'm friends with who can't release music right now.
3: Yeah. Oh, and totally dude. We can do whatever the fuck we want. It's pretty sick. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Especially at a time like right now where it's like, if people are going to be in- engaging with your band through the internet, then they're going to be wanting more content more often 100%. and it puts bands in the scenario where they find themselves having to uh produce more content on shorter notice which means and no more. budget <laughs> and no budget yeah um so it kind of like speeds the entire industry up a bit and it kind of make like it's like it forces artists to treat their Spotify page like a, a Instagram newsfeed, 100%. where they're posting shit constantly, so that constantly. people can, so that so that it can grow like a like a social media platform. Have you guys and- been releasing more music? Because I know you, I've
1: seen Best Direction. What uh, like during the year? I know we released four singles and an EP, and then like documentaries like every other week. Like we've been fucking all over it, and I know you guys have too. Like. Was yeah. it, it? Did you feel handcuffed before where you couldn't release music or, or is it more of a situation where now that you're, you're kind of liberated, you're doing whatever the fuck you want?
3: Totally. Yeah. No, we, well, when, when we were on a label, it's, we definitely had that sense of feeling handcuffed, but we weren't necessarily working against our label when we were working with them. We were trying very hard to work with them because to us it was a, it was a constructive thing. Like let's use, resources that the label can offer us in order to uh, like accomplish our visions and if we need to include them on that then let's do that as much as we need to in order for it for it to be appropriate and stay our product yeah and we just found that like we ended up doing all that work regardless and they didn't like they didn't really resist uh anything they were just like okay like cool like you know, you guys need this, you know, we need to come up with a plan for this. And then we just come up with it and they're like, okay, cool. Let's go with this. And then the only issue was like getting them to just want to be in a place where they want to release all the songs Uh, because, you know, they have all the reasons to wait and know it's going to be, you guys need to grow and you guys need to do this, that, and the other, and meet this, that, and the other quota. And and then we'll, it'll make sense to release stuff. So we kind of just like forced their hand a little bit, uh, by starting to release versions of the songs that we were that we wanted to release live versions of them we were releasing like i like that live versions that we would then do post-production on and really boost them up to get them sounding like somewhat listenable as like a, a new song as like a release yeah but it was a live it's live in the sesh room it's a <laughs> live performance so uh the label saw that we did this and they're like okay well i mean since like you know you guys are starting to push this content we're gonna have to release something and so that's how we managed to get them to put that ep together which was only half of the songs that we wanted to release because we had done an entire album under them uh so yeah so we got the ep out and then from there on it was like okay now let's try to get the rest of the songs out and then right after Right as we were starting to pick up on that, like we had picked up an agent and we were like, hey, let's start doing some touring. Um, Coronavirus hit and then everything shut down. And as it shut down, all the labels started uh, realizing that they weren't going to be making money off the the touring and uh, that meant they didn't have the budgets to keep their their lower tier bands and so a bunch of labels dropped their lower tier bands and we were amongst that group but uh we saw it as a positive i was gonna
1: say you seem very fucking upbeat about it and like i was i was saying before we started i've been in that situation to where you're functioning with a label and it's like okay but at the same time it's like you wind up doing all this shit and then you're just waiting for like business approval it, it's music industry is such a weird industry right. where you have creative people who live and die by their art, yeah working hand in hand with people in suits who kind of get it, but don't all the way get it and I'm not here to like completely shit on labels because it's it's a system that works for some people and work doesn't work for others but it's a, it's a system that needs to to catch up with the times in a certain perspective because we have a certain amount of leverage now that we can create so much shit on our own. Like it just doesn't have yeah. to be that way. It's now about finding different ways to market yourself and get yourself out there without the need for somebody to be cash and checks off of you. It's the totally. fucking, it's the great question of 2020 music. It's, it's fucking wild. And uh, on, on top of the new single coming out, I, I always see you and another band that I, I really enjoyed like releasing this fucking statement. What the fuck is the new rock mafia?
3: New Rock Mafia. That's a great question. I'm still (laughs) trying to figure that out too, And It's a, New Rock Mafia, a group of people, a group of bands, musicians in particular, who share the same sentiment for honest rock. And there's like a, there's like a real emphasis on the word honesty because um, I think like coming from like an engineering standpoint, it's, it's sonically accurate. Yeah. In that we, we, we try to it's it's shaped in a, in a sonic way that is more honest, and uh, the overall just like the the content of the the general content of all all of these bands is is geared in in the direction of seeking honesty and transparency with just generally speaking because it's it seems to be a a good value to to hold close that's like the just, most
1: beautiful shit i've ever heard in my entire life and i could not fucking agree more there's been so much conversation that we've had recently about looking at the rock landscape and it's going like what the fuck is this in a certain perspective like mm. all, all this shit kind of sounds like it was shot out of the same canon like, there, like there's right. not a, there's not a lot of like discrepancy in sonic palette nowadays in rock music and i feel like this has happened in other times in in rock music and it's something that we brought up recently but like Rock is now at the point where it's been around for almost 60 years and Mm. a lot of the I don't know, the bandwidth has been covered. To where hip hop right now is in its mid-stage where it's kind of growing and people are interested in what's going on. I feel this kind of reminds me of like the late 80s when everything was hair metal and everything was like kind of sounding the same and it was all being commercialized in one way and then all of a sudden, grunge comes along and fucks up the entire ecosystem. And I'm excited to see what the next thing is that's gonna fuck everything up because I think we're on the same the same wave as far as like that need for honesty. It's all I really care about as far as a band goes.
3: Yeah, yeah. I honestly, I think it's I think it's honesty every time that gets people. It's it's really that's what came out of the the grunge movement is is a form of just pure brutal honesty. And then I, I'd say like that's because honesty is pretty much. The opposite of mainstream in many ways because mainstream is all about creating an illusion that exactly. people buy into and so what's going to oppose that is going to be something that's a little bit more geared towards reality and that tends to be how people describe honesty but that's I think what too, new Rock mafia is sonically speaking i would say
1: well because i know it's you and cleopatra do you have any other members and where the fuck yeah. do we where do we apply
3: yeah well there's ready the prince <laughs> and we have we 've talked about this. we have no idea like how like because there 's never really talked to expand this this whole concept whatsoever. We kind of just like put three bands in a group and say we want to play shows together and we want to do like like all this stuff together and yeah. we need to give it a name so that people can like understand what it is what the, the what the bigger mission is for uh, for these three bands and we 're realizing by doing this that there 's a bunch of other bands who share the same vision and who are also included in, in that same concept. So there's going to have to be talks about broadening the, the club a bit to, to grow the movement because I definitely think that the message has gotten out to the point where it's, it's, it's deserving of that.
1: What's interesting you right now in rock music? Because this is a, something I, I keep fighting to find, like something that just jumps out of you that's new. Yeah. And you're like, holy fuck, this is really what I'm looking for.
3: Mm. Uh, that's a tough one. It is I, a
1: tough one, isn't it? And it fucked it's, up.
3: It's very tough. Yeah. No. I, I. I. tend to gravitate towards music that is that just makes me feel that sense of honesty. Yeah. And and because of that, I find myself listening to rock not very often. So I'm with uh, you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I mean, I could say I can attest to. Uh, the latest Cleopatra stuff being that something.
1: shit's dope. That that's how I found you guys. I I, I dig them a lot. And oh yeah, no, another, I'm,
3: I'm talking a- about their I'm talking about their their unreleased stuff. Oh uh, okay, so you got I've, the
1: drop on the early shit. You're not.
3: <laughs> yeah yeah no, I've been working with them on on putting the album together. Uh, sick.
1: So there's a cool. lot of good Canadian rock coming out. I like the Dirty Nil a lot. Who I know yeah. are Canadian guys. I fucking love that band.
3: Yeah yeah know. yes these is some good ex- some examples of some some pretty decent rock out there yeah and a lot of it comes from canada you're right there's there's good good shit coming
1: out of philly too i don't know if you know the menzingers i'm a big menzingers fan uh i don't know check that shit out it's fucking incredible um there's good shit everywhere but it's just harder to find nowadays because there's so much music being released at all times there's 44,000 songs a day released on spotify
3: totally no doubt i know that i know that the shit is out there and like just give an example, there is one rock record that I honestly, that honestly shifted the whole, my whole mentality when it came to rock, and that was um, a Dog Whistle from Show Me The Body. I gotta find it. Dude, it's so good. It's so good. And it just, is like, yeah, some of the, like, the backstory of it is pretty cool, too, because it's, like, put together by guys who are pretty involved in producing themselves, and, like, their bassist is, is an engineer, and that's something I always... That always attracts me to music, so my, the, all my favorite albums are done in kind of self made settings, yeah, but uh, yeah, they kind of like they have that whole thing going on and, and they 're big on on creating something new in rock, not consciously, but that what they 're doing is not the traditional it 's not the traditional template for rock, like their guitarist, for example, plays a banjo instead of a guitar, and he plugs oh, it sweet. into into his amp and just cranks that shit. Fuck and it. uh it sounds fantastic and their bassist is a a pretty out there engineer who's who's huge into distortion and the drummer rips super fucking hard and i could
1: definitely see why you like him though because you guys are yeah. all about the distorted bass up
3: thing uh, my drummer and he's uh he's a lot more creative and less analytical than my older brother so yeah So we we spend a lot of time working on creatives together. We'll make beats or we'll just work on uh, some songs or whatever it may be. And then uh, we'll work on our live stream setup. That's one thing we spend a lot of time working on because you got like one guy who's good at camera work and then another guy who, who can handle all the audio stuff. So... It's like a perfect setup.
1: You, you, you like intrinsically wound up with all three facets that you need to fucking have a successful band Absolutely. in the same bloodline in the same goddamn house. And I, a question for you as the person who is more on the production engineering side. Yeah. Having access to a studio 24-7. Yeah. Do you ever run into like, because I know for myself, I can't compartmentalize. Like if I had the option to be in the studio 24-7, I would. I don't think yeah. it's healthy. Do you ever yeah. run into a situation, especially during quarantine, where you're just like, I've been in this room for like six days in a row and I haven't fucking talked to anybody?
3: Yeah. Yeah, no, dude. I was in that condition before quarantine yeah. because th- this is the only room that I spend time in. I, have, I, need, I need like this light that I have here yeah. to make myself feel like there's some, a human. Some <laughs> sunlight coming in or something because the, it, it, it's uh, the basement of a bungalow. So there's literally zero windows down here. It's like so a casino. I, yeah, exactly. You, it And it feels exactly like that. You go upstairs for what you think is lunch and it's dinner.
1: Dude, yeah. uh, we, our rehearsal room is in a warehouse. And I can go in there and I don't get cell reception. So when I go in there, mm. I can be in there for fucking four hours and never like peek outside, nothing like that, and then leave and it's dark. And I thought it was like four o'clock. So I know that game. And to me, like, I always try and coax it out of my friends to be like, this probably isn't healthy. Somebody's got to like put their foot down. My wife is the one who does it actually, where she's like, yo, you should probably like stay home for a night. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I got I, I to do it.
3: Yeah, yeah. My version of staying home is just like, not really working in this room just kind of yeah. like enjoying the room and sitting in it and jamming playing an acoustic or that's such a thing just though. listening to the speakers
1: i'll go to the room just to sit there and either just write or just like get a, it's it's like where i can like sequester myself and nothing else really mm-hmm. matters and to me that's yeah. where the unhealthy side comes in for me is that like i can just put everything in that room and nothing on the outside matters and then i leave and there's things that i should have oh, yeah. done that were there so yeah you know that you dude yeah This has been a fucking pleasure. Um, We always end our interviews, I ask five random questions. Just five random questions about the band, just about you, just about life. And then we get you the fuck out. So, first one. This is always the first one I ask, dude. What's your best and your worst show memory? Like, it doesn't have to necessarily be, like, the biggest thing you ever did. Just, like, your number one. And then your worst. Like, I always give my example. In one night in New Orleans on tour, I got electrocuted. And then I got tackled by a homeless guy. All
3: right. Okay. So... My best show experience would be the probably the night we played Jam Factory in Toronto with uh, Cleopatric and Ready the Prince. Those are the two. Oh shit. So
1: that's your boys.
3: Those are the two New Rock Mafia bands. We did a, we did a two back-to-back nights in, uh, yeah, in just some random hall. I don't even know what it was, but it was like, oh, this is some room, big room over a, a coffee shop in Toronto. That was sick. And this is the first time that we all got on the same bill. It was actually the first time we are all in the same room together. That's such
1: a great fucking feeling, dude.
3: Yeah. And the kids at the show, because the first night was a, an all-ages, first or second night was an all-ages show. And so all of these fans got to come out and it was absolute mayhem for all three sets.
1: Fucking beautiful, dude.
3: So that was the best experience that we had. The worst experience, which, honestly, I was considering saying as the best experience. I like this. Was uh, one time we played a show. Fuck, I forget which state it was, but it was the Impact Music Festival. Sweet. And, uh, yeah, we were playing on this stage that was right next to the to the stage another stage we're like glued together
1: i know that game you get the smaller of the two stages and there's yeah. like something else that's about to go on but you guys are finishing your yeah. setup
3: yeah yeah so that's kind of like the situation we're in and we're and we uh went up on stage to play our set and like it's a pretty huge festival so we're standing in front of like a good couple of thousand people which is a lot more than the pub we had played the night before because <laughs> that that's kind of the tour that we were on so we were super lucky to be there and we started we kicked into our set and then uh as halfway through our set uh like the monitor started going out and then oh. our guitarist rig went out and then kind of like eventually everything that was on stage that that required power was out because their generator just died oh
1: that fucking sucks
3: yeah so we're kind of just standing there. We can't hear anything anymore. And we're like, okay, well then I guess that that's, this is the moment to, uh, entertain without audio. <laughs> but, but the drums, the drum kit was, is acoustic. So our brother just started playing. F- oh fuck. What's song? Oh yeah. He started playing the intro for YYZ, which is a rush rush. <laughs> and, uh, he just started playing the drums because we used to cover YYZ, so everyone knew the parts pretty well. And then he, while he was playing the drums, we kind of just went up to the front with our guitars and bass and just air guitared it and <laughs> pretended like we were r- Rush live at Rio playing it and like the whole What crowd did the crowd doing. do? People started like catching on to what we were doing. And then uh, we switched, we ended the song and then went into War Pigs. Oh, fuck you <laughs> let's go and did the same thing with war pigs but this time like people were able to like sing there's a sing the part to sing so we'd go like, you go like do and then we'd pretend like we're doing the down and then the crowd would go like generals gathered in their masses
1: dude I, that actually reminds me of a fucking great story we have uh so we're all big philadelphia eagles fans or big football fans and uh we were going down for it was the nfc championship game and we're on the most packed subway of all time mm. and uh we were playing the Minnesota Vikings and they got on uh, their fans, got on this like subway train. We like boot them off and then it gets dead quiet for like one second. And this old drunk homeless guy behind us starts singing war pigs and the (laughs) entire train just starts going done it. And yeah. he just keeps singing it. He sing, we see, he sings the entire fucking song, and we all stopped. We were like laughing, and we would have stopped. But he just kept singing "War Pigs" the entire time. We were like, "All right, we need to get the fuck off this train." So,
3: oh, amazing!
1: "War Pigs" is a good choice, dude. I right, amazing. Second question: uh, coffee or tea?
3: Oh man, we've been big lately into coffee. Good answer. We've been, we've been doing like the it's like a, I. I know for a fact coffee is terrible for your voice. Oh,
1: it's coffee. terrible for a lot of things. Anxiety, fucking uh most yeah, yeah. shit, but it's fucking delicious.
3: Yeah, yeah. The thing, well, the thing I'm most worried about is is my voice, but we started doing these like, you know when you put butter in your coffee? I've
1: never heard of that. Is that Canadian?
3: No, it's actually like a keto coffee thing as oh, far get as I here. It's like where people put like or bulletproof coffee. Oh, I've done put, that. You put they like they coconut
1: like, uh, coconut oil in there too. S- they do that s- shit. Yeah,
3: stuff like that. But like we kind of like Adopted that whole concept, but we started putting a can of butter instead of butter in our oh, coffee. Oh, smart! So we put can of butter and then uh cream, and then you blend it in the blender. Yeah, and you, like froth up the cream, and then you have like this crazy coffee that gets you ripped stone throughout the day. <laughs> that's fantastic! Yeah, that's
1: the fucking way to start your day, right there, dude.
3: Exactly. Do you
1: guys ever do the throat coat tea, the like the herbal tea and shit like that?
3: Yeah, it's good to have it in studio. I mean, like I always have it in studio. Yeah, yeah. I I've been having it less and less because I've I've noticed that like hot water is one of the things that dries my throat out the most. So the the real thing I, I look to get from tea is is the lubrication of my throat that yeah. comes from the honey that you put in it. So it's better to just have a thing of honey on hand and just like tilt Always, it or, man. all over your face and just pour some honey in your throat. And not wash that out with hot water because the hot water or the cold oh. water will wash out the honey and then your throat will no longer be lubricated. It'll dry up while you're performing. So I don't like to drink water before shows. This
1: is the kind of thing, we have two vocalists. Uh, so I sing and we have Erica who also sings. And I yeah. have to think about this kind of shit, right? I got to think about like, totally. how do I make my voice sound better? It's Erica could fucking roll out of bed and be better than everybody else. And so she yeah. never has to like think like, oh, should I take care of my throat today? I'm like- yo, what can I do to make myself sound serviceable? And she's, like, over there, like, she can smoke a pack of cigarettes and be like, all right, let's go do this. And
3: she's fine. It's bullshit. Yeah. Some people just have, like, a a natural ability to project a lot easier and with a lot more confidence. I've been saying it it forever,
1: dude. She's just – she's been touched by the hand of God. She doesn't even know. She's the most, like, fucking, like,
3: selfless, like, least –
1: she has like no hubris she's just like hey everybody i'm erica and then we're like yo fuck you you're really good at what you do (laughs) uh third question yeah uh what's your dream opening slot like you could open for any band on tour
3: man the dream opening slot would probably be like a legit rage against the machine performance fuck yes that's probably the dream slot, just maybe if you like if you subtract all the politics, it would be an even better opening slot so you could play to some people who are just there for the music.
1: If only that was possible, rage against the machine yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> but man they they're the band they're the band that pretty much kind of like guided us like towards the sound that we wanted because we always imagine like how good rock would sound if rage was produced by like a a a hardcore um hip hop producer.
1: Do you fuck with uh the Fever 333?
3: I I'm not not necessarily not a lot. It's if not you, something I'd play.
1: If you fuck with if you were like ever thinking about what like a rage type band would sound like if it was produced by more of a hardcore producer? I mean, that, I mean like
3: I mean like more like like probably should said like a more a heavy uh, hip hop producer oh shit so like a guy who's gonna drive the low end and oh. a guy who's gonna, who's gonna take all the aspects of the mix and he's really gonna separate them so that they they have their own place in the mix because yeah. it's something that I find rock has it doesn't it's, we've never really moved to the place in rock where we've been like okay we need the drums to sound super fucking separated so That's that you true. Can hear exactly where your kick is exactly where your snare is exactly where your, your cymbals are uh, and then you can place your guitars accordingly and vocal and so on because that's how that's how hip hop productions tend to feel, but in rock it's sure. kind of like because we don't adjust the phasing on our drums, the, we tend to pick up this this ambient roomy sound that we okay. tend to to embrace, and I think that like once you once you say okay like fuck that i'm not gonna i'm not gonna allow any ambience and you start aligning your all of your microphones all your signals together to get them in phase you pull your room mics back as well so that your your ambient room mics line up exactly with the transient of your are you a fan mics. of
1: are you a fan of room mics on drums like are you a fan of having a room or your sound or you want your shit to be more tight compressed
3: i think i think that uh yeah, I I think it depends on the song. It really depends on the song. True. Because um, that's a big production thing. But the way I like to record is with with room mics all the time, so that you can have them in case you need them. Yeah.
1: Why not? Why not just have them? You can always fucking take them out.
3: Yeah. Because I find that room mic. The reason why I think the reason why room mics don't really work, why people turn up room mics and they're like, hey, I don't like that, is because naturally speaking the room mics are going to be way delayed from the rest of your microphones it's true. and it creates a lot of phase issues particularly in the symbols, you'll hear phase issues like you won't hear like the integrity of a symbol, the decay of of the transient you it's more of it just a clear. fucking
1: noise than it is like an actual exactly and, it, and, and
3: that's and that's the noise i'm talking about that, that we've never really tried to take out of rock because Hip hop doesn't have that noise. That's why it's so listenable, and that's it's why all you can programmed. afford. Ha- yeah, and you can afford to have all that low end too.
1: Do you fuck with Run the Jewels? Like, do you
3: listen to Run the Jewels at all? I do. I do like Run the Jewels. I don't, I'm not. I'm not like a. I'm not informed on their discography as nearly as much as I could be. But there's a couple of Run the Jewels tracks that I find extremely hard. Like I the I fucking one- love Run the Jewels, and uh, yeah. I was gonna
1: say if you wanted to ever hear what Zach Roca would feel like on a fucking like really like tough True. low end. True, yeah. yeah. The song Close Your Eyes and Count the Fuck by uh, Run the Jewels is featuring yeah. Zach. Mm-hmm. That's my shit. That's my pre-show song. I'll run through a fucking brick wall after I listen to that, dude. Check it out. Uh, all right, so what album do you think you've listened to the most during quarantine?
3: Actually, all these Spotify stats just came out.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
3: <laughs> yeah, the thing is, my girlfriend's been using my Spotify, so dude. All, of, all of my... Uh, suggestions are all over the place and they're all, my shit, all inaccurate. My, my,
1: you know like if my wife's been using my spotify because it's all ariana grande and
3: yeah, you, I, you know. I, I, don't, I
1: don't listen to ariana grande at all and i'll just i'll literally text her and be like yo chill
3: yeah. with that <laughs> yeah i know like and there's a real argument to be made there the argument is you're actually going to mess up my discovery weekly and when you, <laughs>
0: when
3: you mess up my Discovery Weekly, it's pretty much like that's what I'm paying for when I'm using Spotify. Exactly. That's what I that's what I came here for. So I'll fuck with my algorithm. So. Don't fuck with my algorithm. <laughs> that's what the name of this episode is now. Don't fuck <laughs> with
1: my algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> so what what have you been into? Like what is what have what have you been running during quarantine? You think?
3: Right. Okay. I, I think uh, one of the top my, one of my top played records is uh, Multi Love by Unknown Mortal Orchestra.
1: I gotta check it out.
3: It's fantastic. And then uh, the other one that I've been listening to a lot is, is actually a techno album Ooh. Uh, by a guy named Stefan Botzen. It's a German techno producer. Bro, you're it, all over the place. I love this. Oh, yeah. No, that's what I meant by, like, I'm going to be more gravitated towards the projects that are made, self-made. And this techno album was self-made by this techno producer. It took him eight years to make oh, it. Shit. And he used this one particular keyboard, that's fantastic, and uh, he just sent a bunch of automations through it to create this, what I consider a um, masterful project. It's a masterpiece, the entire thing. It's called Powers of Ten by Stefan Watson. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a really fantastic album to listen to on a fantastic sound system when you have, like, a sub and everything to go with it. And yeah. You, and it's, it's like techno that's, that's got, like, that extra... It's got that extra layer, of that extra humanness that people tend to tend to uh, tend to not really englobe when they make techno music. But, I'm like
1: a Kanye nerd. I've all, like I've been a Kanye nerd my whole life, and when he made Jesus, I went and started digging into the samples that he used, and mm-hmm. he, like uh, I found out about Arca through that, and 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 all those motherfuckers, and yeah. some of that European club music is like industrial like way more industrial and way more fucking dirty than i thought it was and i got into yeah. that stuff a little bit but i haven't checked out the one you're talking about
3: yeah no no that's definitely that's definitely a, an album that changed my life in terms of how you can layer a production so that a, for a sound to to build and how that uh, coincides with building emotions through sonics
1: Bro, I feel like I'm learning. I feel like I'm fucking learn. I wasn't expecting to come in here and learn, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love this shit. All right, yo, last question. Then we'll get you fuck out of here. What's the worst sleeping situation you guys have ever been on tour? Mm. Like, do you, is there one that like pops out? Because we were talking about last week on, on an episode where uh, we played a show in Kentucky in Lexington. And uh, they were like, do you guys want to sleep at the venue tonight and save money? And we were like, yeah, sure. And they put us in the garage behind the venue and there was like headless mannequins and we were all sleeping on cement like that is our all time worst situation touring wise like what is like yeah. if, is there one that jobs like jumps out to you guys
3: our sleeping situations were pretty like we were pretty the same every time because we had uh, we bought a sprinter van with like the high top and then, oh, and we fuck you we, bro that's awesome we converted into like a a six a six sleeping space van uh, with like a couch and stuff that, and the on the bottom bunk that so we had like oh, I didn't full- know we were
1: talking to the bourgeoisie over here did I know we we're yeah, talking yeah. to the. <laughs> well, well there's only the- three of yous too so it's different we have seven so it's like yeah, like oh, every- yeah.
3: so seven like yeah, is seven you you're definitely in we're fucked. Hotels. Yeah. No, <laughs> we're not, fucked. not only that we had like we're three and then we, we toured with with our dad who we just kind of like gave him the job of being our sound guy. We kind of just taught him, taught him like the basics of, of uh, just managing the faders and gave him the remote for our wireless mixer. And then that's awesome. And then, and then, yeah. So he he was also able to accomplish a bunch of other tasks, which meant we didn't need to hire extra people. So we managed to keep it a a low amount of people, but there was this one time where we ended our tour. It was like a super long tour, like a, like a month and a half of touring. And we, we ended in LA, which is, so far from Ottawa, I think it's like a, like when you look at the map, yeah, holy shit! It, it's literally like a 40, it's like a, like a 47 hour drive.
1: Oh, we did that shit last year at South by Southwest. We, we routed and we ended our tour in Austin and then didn't realize that it was like a 24 hour ride back to Philly. And then we got caught in traffic coming back and it took us 36 hours and yeah. uh there is no tired like coming home from tour after a long drive tired
3: like yeah well we were we were anxious we we didn't even have we didn't even need to get back to ottawa in a rush like we yeah. had all the time in the world we wanted to get back to ottawa but as we left like la we were kind of just like we just didn't feel like taking our time we kind of just felt like getting get home the fuck home and, yeah and chilling so we kind of just started driving and Then, like, we'd have two guys driving, one guy co-pilot, one guy driving, and two guys in the back sleeping, and you'd drive for four hours, and then you'd go wake up the guys in the back, and then you'd sleep for four hours, and those guys would drive for four hours, and we did the entire drive in, like, 50 hours. Dude, fucking monsters. Yeah, but that was the worst sleeping conditions that I'd ever been on tour, because... because otherwise, every every other night, I had my bunk and like I had like all my little things, my sleeping bag. So like my sleeping conditions were perfect every time.
1: Bro, there's nothing shittier than like being dead asleep and then it's your turn to drive. So you're still like you're still like asleep, but you got to go into the the gas station, buy a large coffee, like slap right. yourself a few times, and be like, all right, well, I have like people's lives in my hands, so I better get my shit together.
3: Totally, you yeah, know, it's it's kind of it's kind of nice because it puts you in a, in a state of. Um, like that's a very real state and like Hell there's a yeah. lot of, there's a lot of say and people don't realize, but they don't get to experience situations where their mind is in that state very often. So it's good practice for, for experiencing the difficulties of the world and it, you can find appreciation in that. And so I enjoy, I enjoy those shifts because they're, they're a lot of fun in that sense. You get to, to like throw in a podcast, listen to yep. something and, and uh think. And also experience this discomfort that's that you know you're growing from <laughs> the dis- Bro, the, there's they- been
1: so many moments where like my friends back home like they 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 can be talking about something where they're like ah, i gotta drive to maryland this weekend it's like an hour and 45 minute drive they're like Absolutely. A pain in the ass i'm like dude you ever driven 16 hours overnight to make a tv performance in tennessee no yeah. i didn't think so like it's, it's yeah. it this is a fucking weird life that we chose but i really wouldn't have it any other way
3: yeah, yeah. and you love it you know at I the same time love it so much dude exactly and you I miss do. it right now and all that stuff all that's
1: terribly man but you know <laughs> what though there's been positives i'm only going to take the positives right now we'll fucking lick our wounds later we'll, we'll look back on this and be like how the fuck did we get through that but absolutely making, making cool connections we met jig fucking zig mentality go stream best direction right now if you haven't yet don't be a fucking asshole go stream it it's <laughs> outstanding uh dude anything you want to say before we get out of here
3: no, man. Other than DIY for life, uh, enjoy About yourself. Sure,
1: Goddamn right. Jig, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you, brother. All right, so that was our interview with our new friend in Zig Mentality. Some great guys. Go check out their new single. A lot of new music coming out from them. They have some really cool cover videos, too, on YouTube. They did a cover of uh, the Hive song that I, we all loved, I Hate to Say I Told You So. They did it with oh, the band Cleopatra. Nice. Fucking awesome, dude. Classic. Cool, really cool bass tones from them, too, Ken. You want to check that out? Oh, sounds all right. good. All right, so let's go into our coronavirus survival guide today. Uh, I was driving and a certain song came on the radio that every time I hear it, I always wonder why the fuck do people like this song so much? And it, it made me think, what are other songs that like everybody loves, that everybody knows, but every time you hear it, you're like, I don't get this. I don't know why people like this. And you really don't like the song that much. So our Coronavirus Survivor Guide today is songs that everybody loves, but you don't give a fuck about. I'll go first, then Ken, then Eric. The song that made me do this today is the song No Rain by Blind Melon. I don't like that song at all. I've never understood why it's so popular and whenever it comes on I instantaneously turn it off the radio. I don't get it. it it's not like a bad song but I'm just like why is this like a standard? Why is it always on the fucking
0: radio? Yeah, no. I, I'm not a fan of that song either so you're not gonna really like at all like a game no, and stuff like it. it.
1: it. No, it's, 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 it's like fingernails on I, the chalkboard to me. I, don't, I don't love it
2: but I it has pretty sweet guitar solo but like I don't know like I could take it or leave it, but I know yeah, I was yeah, big I could like like nin- see that.
1: I know why sure. I was big back in the '90s uh, because of the video with "The Bumblebee Girl and like, it, like <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a cool, it's a cool idea, but like I think maybe alternative radio just beat it to death for me to the point where I just like, it, may, it makes me uneasy. I just don't want to listen to it. And I shut it off yeah. every single time.: It's one, one of what, those
0: ones that got beat to death, definitely.
1: Yeah no, let's also say this. This is not the shit on any of these songs because they're all classic. like everybody knows them, everybody loves them, but I just yeah, it's don't a personally them like, song. Yeah, the Ben FM's on Google. That's how
0: you know it's a
2: hit if it's on Ben FM.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or if it's on Radio 1045, nine Dude, times. Ben a day.
2: FM is actually like the like a large pool from which to fish these.
1: They play yeah. anything they want. For
2: those what? of you who don't know, ninety five point seven. I ben feel like ben like that's the on. breeding ground for these type of songs
0: we're doing. We should try to get Ben on the podcast. Yeah. Mr. Ben, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and Ben and FM's thing is
1: playing whatever the fuck we want, and I just I don't like it. So uh, Ken, go with your first one.
0: My first one is going to be Journeys, Don't Stop believing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, just, I just don't care about that song anymore. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's cla-
1: I was going to say, I saw Ken look over his shoulder like his girlfriend's going to stab him in the fucking neck.
0: <laughs> Yo, that yeah, is, I
1: just... Uh, I can see I'll,
2: that for sure.
1: Our, our, our uh, disciplinarian in high school at Archbishop Ryan, his name is Mr. Galleon, and every assembly he would play that song and make us all stand up and sing along to it. Well,
2: and I, see, I,
0: that's... Shit like that is why people can sing that song. I have a yes. fun
2: memory with that I stopped, song.
0: I stopped believing. So oh. yeah. yeah, I have a
2: fun memory with that song. Like when I was a debt collector, everyone on my <laughs> on my row was like, "Yeah, I was a debt collector. What's up? Pay your shit on time. It's not worth it." It's not worth it. But I no, just
0: imagine um, you like thong the bounty hunter, like driving. Around,
2: yeah, I'm like at the desk, like sneer, like, <laughs> brother. Like, you, Stay with would yeah. Christ, brother? Yeah, um, you
0: better stop leaving.
2: <laughs> so, anytime the song came on, like after it was like, don't, like, like, don't stop. Like, you had to do that, and if no yeah, if someone like a- didn't one didn't do it the guy the
1: manager said like yo (laughs) if somebody didn't do it they they actually like foreclosed on you and and ruined your credit like (laughs)
2: Like, no like there were times where like everyone would just be like in the middle busy working like on the phone like it's hectic and and, like it's like don't stop and everyone seamlessly is just like (laughs)
1: Uh, that sounds Ah, that's my turn yeah Yeah, you you go with your first one
2: um dude american pie
1: by Don McLean.
2: By Don McLean. Well, how I, I agree song?
1: with that one actually. Sucks.
2: <laughs> dude, I'm gonna tell you the truth. This man in this song is complaining about the Rolling Stones and the Beatles.
1: Is that and, what it's like, that
2: about, one. dude? The yes, the song. Well, the, like the day the music died is when like the plane with Richie Valens, Big Bopper, and Buddy Holly, Buddy right? Holland. Yeah, the yeah. Three yeah. Of them, when that plane, like that was the day the music died for him because he was all into that like '50s rock.
1: Damn, this guy's sounds it like was a like real pure boomer. And
2: like, so, so he basically <laughs> thinks that like he's saying that like when he's talking about like the quartet practice in the park is the Beatles. Um, when the king was looking down, the jester stole his thorny crown. That's Bob Dylan from Elvis. What? Who um, fuck yeah. this guy? Yeah, no, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. The song. Who is sings like, this again? Don, Don McLean. Yeah. Also, he well, rhymes step with step in, like, the 1st eight <laughs> A-lines of the song. Listen here. Which, Daniel like, like I'm no songwriter or, like, I typ- typically that stuff, like, doesn't, like, affect if I like a song too much or not. But, dude, you rhyme
0: step with step. You Bro, this
1: is it. also the ultimate song, too, that is, like, five minutes long, but nobody gives a fuck after the beginning.
0: After I think it's four, longer than five minutes. How yeah, but it? it has, it's like, like six fucking six ten seven, verses. Seven, six, 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 and seven. it's on the radio. That's the annoying thing. They got the radio. Yeah.
2: Like, I don't know when that song came out. Like, I'm assuming it was, like, in the 70s or 80s.
1: Yeah, 70s, definitely.
2: So, dude, what a take in the 70s.
1: Fuck Led Zeppelin. (laughs) To
2: say, like, like. Led Zeppelin and, like, The Who and The Beatles, like, bastardized, like, rock and roll. Like, fuck you, dude. De- like, Don McLean, first hipster ever. Yeah, yeah, first boomer ever, dude. Fuck Don McLean and fuck American pop. We we're
0: an anti-Don McLean. We'll fight him on site.
1: Oh, for sure. Square up. I'm sure
2: oh he's, like, God. 90. I just, and... I just replaced my second one. Let's
0: well, go. we'll Let's fight go. his um, family. His yeah. Old eldest son can come challenge us if he wants Who's likes. also probably, like, 85. Dude, I'll take on the whole estate, <laughs> like, by estate. myself.
1: All right, a clean uh, family
0: reunion. Just go, <laughs> bash some heads.
1: My second yeah, pick. <laughs> I don't. I want to see your guys' reaction from this. I've always hated this song. Like even when I was a kid, Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne.
2: I see it for sure.
1: I fucking hate that song, and I've always hated that. I was always like, why is this? Uh, why? Why do people like love this fucking song so much? It also was especially ruined for me because it's the song that the, the Patriots ran out to when we yeah. beat in the Super Bowl, and I remember being like, "Look at these corny motherfuckers! We just Oops. ran out to fucking dreams Meek. and nightmares, yeah, dude. yeah." And then they ran out to. Could you imagine being all the guys on that team, like they watched like, us? We run came out. out first, right? Yeah, we yeah. came out first, and then they run out us for the of like,
2: being like the former Super Bowl champs. And, yeah, like, <laughs> could you imagine, so like, corny. all the ju- that all the
1: dudes, all the dudes on the sideline are watching us like run through a brick wall, and everybody's going crazy. Get- yeah, dude, like, hold up, wait a minute, y'all thought I was finished. And they run out, and all of a sudden, he's like, na 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 And all the guy,
2: all here is is like, don't
1: stop. Bye-bye, Miss American pie. You can, like,
0: almost hear, like, the Eagles running out just being, like, hype. And then they come out to that and start doing, like, some old-timey stretches. Just
1: like... Oh, my God. Alright, Ken, go with your second one.
0: My second one might be a little... It's, um today by the smashing pumpkins tonight today's the greatest oh, day yeah. My oh, yeah. Da, 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 oh yeah no da, da, i feel that way about a lot da. of smashing pumpkin songs that whenever that comes on the radio i hear <sighs> those first three notes and i'm just like yeah, doo,
2: <laughs> i don't love the song and i like see where it come from but like, i like that song
0: i, I never I got know. into his billy corgan's vocals they just Never hit me. Day, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I like um. What's rat in the Cage"? What's
2: that song? Oh, uh
3: Barbox yeah. really good. this song Butterfly called Zero. is really good. Now. Yeah, Chara That's good. That's a guitar. guitar
2: they have this song called Zero. Check out Zero. That's a really Dude, good. They just song. put
1: out another new album, and I literally didn't even like blink to be like.
2: They just
0: never, never were on my radar. I never personally. like
2: got on their train, but they crazy they train. They definitely have. Yeah, I never was on the Smashing Pumpkins crazy train. Wow, Smash the Crazy Train. This summer with Ozzy. That
1: is the worst tour of all time. All right, EBC Pavilion. You, we we go
2: would all be one. there hammer drunk. <laughs> 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 My second one is any song by Bush. Fuck Bush.
1: Fuck Bush. Fuck dude, no, Bush, I couldn't dude. agree anymore. Dude, I was
2: no. thinking, before, like, when you guys were doing yours, I was thinking, like, should I just come off to the top rope at Bush? <laughs> and you just got a steel chair and
0: just for one second i
2: was like you know what like i'll just i'll just like preface this by saying i don't want to be too harsh on this band but i I take it back (laughs) dude i they are like while i do like some like dude all right so feel me on this right there are some there is a genre (laughs) of rock that is literally your rock dude you feel me you know what i'm talking about <laughs> butt rock <laughs> dude like like collective so like dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know
1: exactly
0: song.
2: like dude um chris cornell is, is probably in there like Ooh, he does that no no Go, no, no on, he does that but it's good. Eddie better like, this isn't all bit ba- yeah fuck yeah S- Eddie better space hog space hog space hog yeah 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 like all yeah you know what i'm talking about like like 90s early 2000s type of shit like creed Crete. bush is the absolute like cretin at the bottom of that barrel <laughs> of, like, of bush, rock. Is like, <laughs> bush is like like a like a burrito that you threw out four days ago and like you just didn't take out the trash yet oh, okay like, i
0: feel you
2: yeah hey, I, I, hope, hate, like bush. I just like oh.
0: I, I hope they like Brett Murphy. To this podcast and they're just like oh can't wait to hear Dude, what the boys yeah. are gonna say today <laughs>
2: Yeah, he's Gavin like, oh, Rosted. man. Yeah. Yeah, it's Gavin Rossi. <laughs> it's through it's like, face. Joe, you look really nice today. <laughs> ha, ha ha, just kidding. You suck. <laughs> All
1: right, let's get to the third ones. Um, my third one is Jane Says by Jane's Addiction. I fucking hate that song I agree. so much. I fuck, I don't understand. I don't it. hate it so much. but I. Agree. The only Jane's Addiction song I care about is the Entourage theme song. Great song. Oh. I have a couple good ones. I, they don't do anything for me. I've never understood it. Like I don't understand the whole Jane's Addiction. stealing
2: stealing's
0: oh, good. Um,
2: yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's terrific.
0: Jane
1: says, "I, fucking I don't like hate that song.
2: I hate that song, song, I yeah,
0: hate that song. either." I got caught stealing. I, yeah, I, that's the one. I like that one. It's, it's fun. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, All I, I, I care. think
2: that, that's my favorite song by that. Line.
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Just fucking like Autograph theme song over and over again. All right, Ken, go with your last one.
0: My last one is going to be. Mississippi Queen, by, <laughs> by uh, mountain, By mountain. Oh, you dude, can't take that song right in the face. I'm sure there's he a lot of people. He would slap the moundoo right out of your hand. <laughs> there are a lot of people our parents age that would fight me over that Mississippi Queen. Yep. Queen, it's just like the most. Ugh. Oh, there's so many like bands that do it. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it's like they came up with a cool riff <laughs> and they were like, what the fuck can we put over top of this? That yeah. was a
2: lot
0: of bands. Mountain does have other good out.
2: music. If you. Yeah. Should you be. That that you if you like you're getting past early.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Paulie, yeah.
1: Bur- Paulie Burke stayed in the doorway. My dad's right the behind like, me. Say Mountain's my head good. Mountain's good. All right. Can I agree? He's there. I agree with that one. All right. Eric, what's your last one?
2: Um, You Shook Me All Night Long.
1: Oh, that's a bad take.
2: Nah, dude. Fuck that song. What? Fuck that song. Fuck that song. <laughs> that song's guitar solo is, like, okay, but ACDC, like, the fact that that sits probably, dude, that's probably the most popular ACDC song.
0: Probably it's it it's synced a billion times.
2: Every wedding, like you, like it's that type of thing. It's like That's true, it and, has
0: more appeal. It has really dumb support. lyrics.
2: I'll say I, I understand that. But like, dude, ACDC like there are literally like thirty two A C D C songs I would put in front of that. That's my biggest beef with with it, is that AC D C has like is misrepresented by that song.
1: That's understandable.
2: But also, like, I don't know. I just think it's kind of, like, it's, like, decent, I guess. It's just, like, no, That it's not song's on, not, that song's back on, not on Back to Black, or Back and yeah, Black, it is. is it? I damn, think it is, Damn, that's a yeah. very
1: weird song to sit in that album.
2: Dude, like, Hell's Bells is there. Shoot, to Shoot thrill. the Thrill. Like, uh, I give
1: the, uh. Give the Dog a Bone. Rock and Roll ain't Noise Pollution. Back in Black. Back in Black.
2: Yeah. That's yeah, a great dude, album. Like, and then it is, it is, yeah. God damn. Anger. But, yeah, you shook me all night long. <laughs> One thumb down.
1: What do you do for money Scratch is a great fucking song on, on that album. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you do for money is a great song on that album. Honey.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do yeah. you do for
1: money? That's a fucking. Are I that, like, like to- really Noise Pollution. Dude, dude the, like, what a riff great intro. Why are you sitting there standing on a fence post? That's a fucking great song. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was just Bruce Springsteen doing it. I- yeah, I was <laughs> going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Why are you sitting here? there just sitting on a fence post? <laughs> uh uh, so let's go out of the fence lando (laughs) let's go into our honorable mentions uh i just wrote down the word taylor swift i don't get it it doesn't do anything she doesn't i i I yeah you're not a girl
2: girl. like that's probably i guess that's
1: no but i mean like there's a lot of like fucking people that are just like yeah she's a fucking genius i don't get it i've never i do like
2: dude i like the taylor swift song ah shit
1: Oh, the one where it's just dead silent like Pootie Tang. You don't have to listen to any of her music. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: Dude, goddammit. It's like where she does, I think it's an Apple commercial. Which it's like, uh, like she does it. It's like a six step, like, yeah. Is that what no. it's called? I don't know
3: what it's called. No, I'm honestly.
1: just saying. i hooked on a feeling. I just fuck. I don't like Taylor Swift, and I'm I'm gonna get to, dude. People who are fans of Taylor out. Swift so like I'm will fucking to... gut you alive if you say that. And I just don't. I don't care. She doesn't do it for me. And it's no offense to her because she's rolling in money and she's very famous and very successful. and, I and don't masters. To, I don't. I'm like I don't. Yeah. Well, apparently, she's in the process of about to re-release a bunch of her old songs that she re-recorded. That's pretty fucking baller actually. Okay. That's fucking smart. That's I mean, really that's smart. what you
0: would do, right? Like I'm
1: not gonna like listen to them either way because I don't like 'em, but like you It's cool it because
0: is. you can go back and change some things that you maybe didn't like on your first I mean, she has the branding strength to be able to like 100%. make that work. Like Yeah. Dude, and I mean if she could just change
1: amazing. everything about those songs, dude, I'd totally listen to them. I'd be <laughs> totally angry,
2: you know I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're gonna it, change the uh verse, chorus. Second, first, second chorus, middle, and Bring eight, in another and singer course.
1: and then another songwriter and then yeah. record everything but make it different. And it At be the fine. end of it,
2: like, the door gets shut in her face. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Is there anything else that, like, jumps out to you as songs that you just, like, you, that are, like, classics that you don't like?
2: I'm trying to think of some. Dude, I have, like, a super hot one that I'm not going to say. Say it.
0: Oh, we got to say it now.
2: You got to say it. Dude, ju- by the way you reacted to... The ACDC song, I can't say this on this podcast. Like, say it.
1: I, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? We're not even in the same room. Gonna, uh,
2: you guys aren't my friend anymore.
1: <laughs> I know. You got you to say and it. And
2: everyone who listens to this podcast hates it. If, it's, me said, if, it's, if, it's, if it's
1: like Born to Run by Bruce Springsteen, then i no no, 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 no. Okay, cool. Nah, it's not it?
2: Bruce. I'm trying to like, give you – I want to make you guess Oh, my God. Just um,
1: fucking say it. <laughs> oh, dude. I can't. What is it? In the air tonight. Are you serious? In yeah. the air tonight is a fucking classic, universally loved by all. How are yeah, that's gonna- a great song. I
2: know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How do you not so like awful. it? I don't know. I
2: just think it's overhyped, <laughs>
1: man. To fucking banger.
2: It's well, like you know what? It's,
0: it's overhyped because maybe of I that just need goddamn. to like.
2: Maybe I need to like take a journey with it or something like
0: because <laughs> just- Mike Tyson, the- Tyson. I just think it's so Tyson hangover. What do you say? The Mike Tyson hangover thing made it like yeah oh for sure that was like, yeah. so yeah yeah I
2: just like dude hey, I don't know hey, like hey, I see hey, that it could hey. be like an, this for if you listen to it by yourself like fucking it's probably like the most epic shit when you attach your own meaning to it but it like, sounds like I just think it's it, so like it's like I, I it was engineered to be like to be that kind of I don't know like like obviously it worked but like I don't know I just like.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm weird. I mean, no, there's, there, you know what band I have a lot of those songs for? Queen. I'm not a big ooh, Queen fan. I'm not a big Queen fan. I, 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 yeah, no, there, there's a lot of Queen that I don't like. Like Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody is awesome. They have some good stuff, but like Queen is a band that, like, even if like some of their hits come on, I don't play it. I just, I just fast forward. I'm just like, whatever. what hits?
2: Yeah. Spill, come on! Oh, Killer Queen is
0: like one of the better ones in my opinion. Like, I, I, it, it, just doesn't do it for me. That's why I didn't not really care. Not in that
2: care. category for me, but also not top Queen song for
1: me. I don't know. Like, there's like their hits, but like if you go through their albums, there's a lot of shit that I really don't like. Uh, I love like uh, "Don't Stop Me Now." Like, they got a fucking great song. Uh, yeah. they, they have good songs and i don't hate queen but a lot of their shit i just don't i'm i, I don't i don't understand the hype it's that doesn't do it for me and you know who's gonna gut me for this Trey Sasser. he's the world's biggest yep. queen fan he's the yeah. world's biggest queen fan I'm trying to think is there anybody else that like right off, off the top of my dizzy dome that i'm just like nah not not about it
2: dude what's that one queen song that's so sick get on your bikes and ride
1: no, song? Bottom, no that's fat bottom girls that, girls. That's, that's, that is the yeah. song that says get on your bikes and ride 100 uh,
2: yeah, yeah yeah shit i look like an idiot again crazy
1: little thing called love
2: yes dude that's a great yes, song thank a great you song. i'm not talking that's that, the that's kiddies hard. titties dude that's <laughs> the kitty
0: kiddie... what was that kiddies, kiddie's titties. titties oh
2: kiddies titties <laughs> it's another way it's two more syllables than the bees knees
1: i mean there's a lot of <laughs> eric i know one for you that you didn't mention anything by ajr
2: <laughs> yeah oh,
1: really... we're gonna go down
0: that road Cause I mean, that's I, one I of the
2: criticism of like modern pop radio. <laughs>
0: Fair I'm shotgun with you on that, Eric.
2: I, I don't uh, like dude. AJR.
0: <laughs> yeah. dude, we're we're going of...
2: 180 down. What <laughs> Road listening to for <laughs> those about to rock fuck AJR. 100%. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm with that. I, I can get on that. Um, not fuck AJR.
2: I just don't fuck with them.
1: I just don't fuck. With their music. <laughs> Yo, it's I don't, it's like, not like fuck AJR. It's just like fuck AJR. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like your music's not good. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Alright, well we'll leave it at that. There was some there were some spuzzy ones in there, especially in the air yeah, tonight. That was early um,
0: That was really
2: in the air. That entree that, that was a, a seasoned entree.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'll be lucky tomorrow that I w- if I wake up and I'm not dead because of the Taylor Swift take. That seriously, I wouldn't be surprised if people killed me through the internet.
0: Yeah. What if it was so like, like oh my like, god, killed
2: you instead of me by accident?
0: <laughs> we are getting so much hate on Instagram from a fan base. It's like what fan base? Bush.
2: <laughs>
0: Dude, yeah. Oh, I forgot about the
2: Bush take. That's There's funny. like an angry mob with like pitchforks outside my house. Like, you take back what you
1: said. <laughs> they're, just going, they're just going. And then it's your dad. He's like,
0: and and take back Mountain too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're all He's outside. like,
1: over there. Like, Glycerine. <laughs> Glycerine. <laughs> Glycerine. <laughs> yeah. Somebody Queen. Somebody, co- somebody come <laughs> to my
2: house and just put Bush on the boombox at like,
1: Two in the morning. <laughs> Standing like John Cusack in your driveway waiting for you to come to the window. Yeah, yeah. Fuck all right. you. I open the window. Eric. I'm like
2: <laughs> that's shut our the fuck for today. Up.
1: We got two more next week. We're approaching seventy, which means we're well on our way to hundred. By the way, I did my math wrong. I remember like this was like three months ago. I was like, dude, if we do two higher. a week? If we do two <laughs> a week for the rest of the year, we're gonna hit hundred by like December. And we're at sixty four, and I'm like, Damn, how did I do this math wrong? So well, you know what? We badly. all we all
0: rolled with you on it, so no one corrected you. Yeah, so. like, good job, idiots. Yeah.
1: All, all right. Weird. Fuck you guys, we love you.